We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Uh, I think we're still on the train of uh, putting Trailblazers 82 and 0. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dare to dream. Dare, Dare to, to dream. dream. Right, exactly. Uh, first of all, thank you. Welcome. It's the first uh, actual live show of the regular season. For those that don't know, I'm Danny Bragg over here. No, oh, oh, this side, Brandon Sprague. Uh, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Share us with your friends. Share us with your family. Share us with your enemies. We don't care as long as they click and listen and get through. I don't know. One one commercial. One commercial is good, right, Brandon? Yeah, one commercial is a okay. We'll take that. The download counts. Um, if you're watching here on YouTube, click subscribe. It's free. It's easy. If you want to become a part of the community and join in on Watch Parties, click the join button. And for a whole two ninety nine, you can get into all of the Watch Parties all season long. That's at least forty one Watch Parties that we're doing for every single away game. Uh, that'll change as soon as I find out what's going on with my surgery. So we'll go with okay. that. Um, but we have a. Uh, Billion things to talk about. Uh, both the game, I mean both the game last night. Uh, Brandon Knight's interview with Joe Cronin on Monday, and looking ahead to tomorrow's home opener against the Phoenix Suns, who completed a twenty-two point comeback. Twenty-two point comeback, I think, against the Dallas Ma- or the yeah, excuse yeah. me, Luca and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, which I don't think anybody saw that coming. No, I thought Luca and the Mavs were going to bury him. I uh, thought we were going to be talking about a fifty-point loss again in back-to-back games. That. That just you mean you just hate to see that. Well, I think it's interesting because you know Lee hits the game go ahead shot, the game winner basically, and they succeeded by benching Chris Paul. And it's you know I think that whole situation is fascinating. I don't think there's any drama with Chris. It's I just fluid. I yeah I don't think that win now makes the Suns like some team you still don't keep an eye on and go well they could be sellers to a certain extent at the trade deadline. Certainly cooked. Certainly cooked. Yes. So, uh, also cooked, uh, the Sacramento Kings. No, I kid. Uh, a fantastic game last night, opening night. The Portland Trailblazers are uh, figuring things out, as it were. Um, I should probably preface the discussion of, to, of last night's game with this. Everything that happened last night doesn't change a single thing about my expectations for the year. Oh, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna start being either real or optimistic, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, like, yeah, 
I, I, I didn't walk away as excited as I was to see Shaden do what he did. We'll talk about that mm-hmm. see the Blazers style of play, the way they looked when they went small ball. You know, we'll get into all that. But yeah, I, I'm not allowing one game against the Sacramento Kings, who were probably without their second best player last night, by the way. Hasn't played a single game. He might be their second yeah. best player. And so I'm not going to allow that game to largely stop thinking that this team is what I still think that they are. Exactly. Um, but I, I will say this. There's a lot of fun things to uh, to go with. And first and foremost, uh, Brandon, it turns out Jeremy Grant, everything and then some for the Portland Trailblazers. You and I obviously did the watch party last night. Uh, whether it was the uh, intensity with which he looked to put down, put back dunks, mm-hmm. whether he was playing the four or five or switching on the deer and Fox or knocking down corner threes, even in his, please don't take that mid range shot. I know you want to take that mid range shot. You're going to take God damn it. You took that mid range shot, Jeremy Grant. You still loved everything you got out of him last night. Oh, I mean, look, shot selection wasn't a hundred percent perfect, but I kind of expect this from him. He's, he's here for a reason, right? He's one of the guys that said, okay, you know what? I'll go to Portland. Now, he's not like a top-end all-star or anything, but like he's a pretty good caliber player to do that. That doesn't happen very often. And so the relationship factor brings him here. I just think that's part of the deal. Like He's going to have two or three possessions where Jeremy's going to do what Jeremy wants to do. And if it works, that's the tax. That's the tax right there. That's the Mm -hmm. Jeremy Grant tax. I can live with it. Uh, The important stat for me, and and I think we can talk about tempo separately here. Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about Jeremy specifically. I thought the most important thing for me was the fact that he went three for three from three-point land. If this dude is going to have a decent percentage here and really be a legitimate threat, I, I think it's just going to open up the offense even more. I really do. I think it can it can create passing lanes to a certain extent. I think it can draw guys out. You can create you know open looks when Dame draws two or Ant draws two. And if Jeremy Grant, you know, he goes three for three last night, if he can be effective from three, uh, I just think it opens things up for them offensively. I thought that was a huge part of his game. Aside from everything else he did, that was something that I really took note of. Yeah, one of the things uh, that really stood out to me was, even though the Blazers, it, everybody's sitting here, wow, they, they played fast, they played fast, they played fast. They're like smack dab in the middle for like what you would expect Pace to end up being. Yeah, but it's fast the for them. The year. And that's the thing is, <laughs> I think that there was – I'm going to be really interested once we get like 10, 12, 15 games down right? to see the pace of units. Like what what pace is this unit playing at? What pace is this unit playing at? Because you're going to see some differences in how they play. And that's the one thing I really, really like about Jeremy Grant. He can play any pace. Mm-hmm. And as much as you like the three for three from three – there's actually something there that I don't like. Only three attempts. Sure. I'd like to bump him up to six or seven. Okay. Like that, that would probably be my preferred line. What's really interesting, uh, I'm going to deviate back off of Jeremy and then back to him here in a second. Top-level takeaway. The Trailblazers last night, there was a very, very, very different tone and a very different level of game plan going into that game. Or if there wasn't, the game plans they, they when they were trying to do it, they were very ineffective at during the preseason. Mm-hmm. Everybody who could dribble, pass, and shoot was getting their feet in the paint on offensive possessions. They were not settling for early clock threes. 
Because they can get those whenever – Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons can get a three-point shot whenever they want it. Th- those those guys are on the list of like ten guys in the NBA who – doesn't matter. They can, they can go get their three whenever they want it. Go ahead. Not a problem. That is different than having to do it or wanting to do it or having the desire. There was a switch, a rewiring, as it were, uh, to, to steal a phrase from uh, Joe Cronin of what they were looking to do as opposed to previous eras. Damian Lillard got two feet in the paint. Jeremy Grant was getting downhill. Anthony Simons was getting downhill more than he ever has. Mm -hmm. And that set the tone for them getting to the free throw line. It bailed them out when their shooting kind of faded faded or failed them at certain times. They ended up getting 33 free throws, which, my God. But the ball, while not popping around everywhere they weren't stuck in half court situations all the time where the balls uh pick repick kind of figure some stuff out there was a get downhill put pressure on the defense collapse it kick it then get into it and one of the things that chauncey has highlighted a ton throughout camp and then in the preseason and we kind of saw it last night was this idea of attacking a defense so that they have to attack closeouts he talks about their own defense. The last thing we want to do is attack closeouts. We don't want to have to do that because that means you've been put in rotations, and when you've been put in rotations, eventually you break. Even the best teams break. It's just how many moves you have to go before you make. And I say all of this to get back to Jeremy Grant is a guy that can put you into rotations in various manners. He can be the spot-up shooter. He can be the driver slasher. He can be the backside uh, uh, dunker spot runner. Uh, He can fill so many different avenues, and you saw all of it on display last night. You know, I I think a part of that, too, is, um, you know, when we talk about the the tempo, the pace, the style of play, I, I don't fall fans at all, despite what you note there of like they're kind of smack dab in the middle in terms of pace and speed. I, I don't blame fans for feeling how they feel. I mean, this this is this has been an offense uh, for many years, and I, I don't necessarily always fault the coach for this. I think some of this is personnel, but like you were just limited and you were kind of in this position where you needed Dame and you needed CJ. And sometimes it'd be a little too much dribbling. But, you know, it's like. Or do you want them to dribble or Al Farouk Aminu? You and know that, what I mean? And that was always a trade-off. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and so I think that's what you see with not only personnel changes, but maybe even coach to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Having this belief in everybody that like, yo, if I put you out there, I'm trusting you. And, you know, you have a guy like Dame coming back, right? You got Ant got the bag this summer. I thought it was pretty noticeable on, on kind of their philosophy. And, Danny, I, I should have counted this because I was thinking about it in the moment. But I didn't. How many times did it feel like Josh Hart was dribbling one on two and being aggressive and going to the cup? Oh, every, every single time he had the opportunity. Okay, and and how many times was that? I didn't track it, but like it felt like at least eight. I mean, it probably wasn't. But he it actually felt pulled like up a couple eight. times because he's like, I probably shouldn't go one on two again. I probably but shouldn't I love- go one on three. But he's he's always trying to put. This is this yeah. this franchise has missed rim pressure. I have talked about rim pressure for six bleeping years right because they have not damian lillard was the cj mccullum refused to go to the rim refused he's a mid-range guy mid-range dude and yeah. I, I i've been told for years that he doesn't want to, he didn't want to go to the rim because of his feet because that's yeah. how he got hurt and that's how he lost time and i get that I, I i i i actually understand that it makes sense the guy is an iron man unless you collapse his lung or you get his feet 
Right, like, right. But he doesn't miss games otherwise. So you just kind of go, well, I guess you got to kind of get it another way. The problem was they can never get it another way. Al Camino couldn't dribble. Mo Harkless didn't want to. Your bigs at the time, whether it was Myers or Mason or early Nurk, you're like, should they? Probably no, not. No, those aren't dudes that do that. And they never had any. Evan Turner was the only guy off the bench who could dribble and pass. And they, guys would just cut him off because, like, we know you're not doing anything other than shooting in the you know once he gets in the paint like we don't we don't care about you because you're a non-shooter when i think with that like you know he he probably didn't do it as much as i would have liked but there's a bit of um familiarity when i think we try to find it on this front in this franchise i mean josh reminds me of a lot of wes he he just he's got a dog in him he's got a belief in himself uh he's not perfect but I like the aggressive, aggressive kind of nature of his game. Now he plays differently than West, but you know what I'm saying, Leslie? He's no, filling a role. Yes, he he gives them something they they largely have not had for quite some time. And so I, I just think when you bring up the style of play, you know, you're just taking note of these guys who aren't Dane, who aren't Ant, that are like out there with this mm-hmm. like, I think team, coach, and internal belief of of one another of like, yo, you got a moment, take it. Right. Like, don't feel like I'm Damian Lillard. I need the ball every time. And I thought that was important, especially a night where he struggled that those guys played the way that they did. I think it sets more of a belief uh, for Dame and then Dame and those guys. Uh, Nate Jones, uh, who works with the uh, Goodwin brothers who represent Damian Lillard, very close confidant of Dame. uh, He tweeted out last night and I got the same note from a bunch of other folks around the NBA last night. They don't win that game with the, the, the Dame CJ led teams because they don't have enough dog or rim pressure or guys willing to get nasty like they did last night. And it's right. It's absolutely true. And that's what Chauncey and Joe have kind of hinted at so much. And I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, they got it right. They beat the Kings after giving away, what, an 18-point lead. Like, there's still a lot. There's a lot of things. The Kings without Keegan Murray, too. We we can't overlook that part. No, there's there's a lot of things that are wrong. As much as I want to be like, oh, this was cool, this was cool, this was cool, there was a lot that was not. But I'm not going to allow you to do that yet because it it was a weird offseason. I think fans are in weird places right now. And this is not the Suns game to me of last year. Yeah, no. Well, it's a different situation is mainly the difference here. But I do think there were things, even though it's the Kings, and we know that you know, they're mm-hmm. not going to win all those games. There, there was, there was, there was just, something to hang your hat on last night. There was. There was, pardon my French, but like there was a, there was a fuck you attitude with yes. that squad. And I, I want Jesus some fuck Christ, you attitude yes. here. Yeah. Here, here. And to, to I haven't be, had be, that in a while. To be blunt, uh, I saw Anthony Simons and Josh Hart both look at guys last night and say, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't, maybe and, that's exactly what they said, but they were saying something. They didn't seem like they were very friendly. Yeah, no, and. Ant flexed on a guy after he dunked on him. What? Like, never in a million years would I have seen that. Yeah. Never. And they're, they they talk about so much, the attitude, the mentality. It You're not going to flip that switch overnight. You're not going to bring that level of intensity. You're not going to find that. And for some guys, you're never going to bring it out of them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But the thing I love about Josh Hart, much like Wes Matthews is, and this is this, this is a bit of a downer in a sense, the reason Josh Hart stands out so much is not because he stands out in Portland. It's because he stands out in the NBA because he plays basketball with passion. He wears it on his sleeve. There are very few players in the league who do that still. Oh, I mean, if you if you had Josh Hart available for re, for reagency, for example, every single team wants a Josh. Every Hart. single team is making that phone yes, call. And maybe not. The, maybe not that. Maybe not the Spurs. <laughs> maybe, oh but, yeah, no. Even they want a guy like that. Uh, no, after after the draft, I think they might want Josh Hart. Uh, well, but yeah, right yeah, now, okay, yeah, they don't want anybody. But, uh, yeah, no. Um, on but you a, get my point is yes. every league would want this guy. This isn't mm-hmm. your. Um, you know, this isn't, I, I don't know, fill in a guy that we had on the squad last year that we were like trying to talk ourselves into. But like, if we're being honest, we're like, eh, he's barely a league guy. This team is tanking right now. And so I think that's the difference is yeah. Josh is legitimately a dude that a lot of really good teams. If you're a competitive say, team, you want Josh Hart on your team. Yeah. Bring him into our rotation. Yeah. A hundred. Absolutely. hundred percent. You know what? Let's just, just dive into Josh right here. Um, because the the pecking order for me last night was the new guys. It was Josh. It was Jeremy. Uh, it was Shaden. Um, Justice to an extent, and then you could put Ant in there. And I, it's it's kind of funny. I've seen a few people kind of like pan Ant's performance, mm-hmm. and it's. I'll I'll get to the joke now. We when we did Outsiders, Joe Shane and I, we used because CJ would drive us insane. Wait, people! You said people are panning. Ant's performance? Like, oh, it wasn't that good. It was like, uh, I'm like really? I'm like, I wait, I, I where are you seeing these people? Uh, we we get comments on the text line uh, today on the show, and I've gotten tweets, and I've seen comments I, on message boards. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I need an actual. I need to know why you don't just say he didn't play that great. Like, that's, please tell me what yeah, did you see like, that I didn't see. Was he was he phenomenal? No, was he good? Yeah, were, were, were the things that I have questions about certainly. Dude, he um, picked them up in some spots, twice, even though he in both halves. And him and Dame weren't shooting the rock no. particularly strong, so I don't know. It's but that's a wild opinion for me. I, I want to say this and kind of get back to heart. I thought, well, number one, the anecdote. We used to joke that no matter what happened in any given game, whether it was a, a blowout, a, a close game, the Blazers win, Blazers lose, somehow, some way, no matter how bad CJ was in a game, at the end of the night, you'd look up, he'd be nine of twenty-two for twenty-two points, three rebounds, three assists, and Ant was one assist off that exact line. Right, right. Last night, and it's kind of, part of it. Like made me laugh. Like, oh, here we go. Part of it was stepping into CJ's shoes right away on night one. Not bad. Like that was kind of like my thought process of like, even after all the headaches and everything else has kind of been back and forth. That's where they ended up was like a very normal CJ McCollum night. Okay, works yeah. for me. But back to Josh Hart. His 
proclivity go one on two, one on three, to grab and go, to just always be turned on is something that this team needs. Mm-hmm. Because as much as Grant and Wedslow and Josh, Eubanks, they, there's some dogs. Mm-hmm. Ant's not a real emotional guy. He showed more last night than I'd seen in a long time. Dame is not a real emotional guy. Shaden, he's a rookie, and that kid is, I mean, he is Brandon Roy-esque. He is just level. You're talking about just actually like in terms of showing it? Showing it, yes. Because I think Dame just has it at all times. Yes. And but we as far see as it pop out sometimes. Very sometimes, rarely. Josh yeah. is the most memeable player in the entire NBA. Yes. And he's got a reaction to everything. It, it, I, I think that matters. Oh, absolutely. Like where you need a kind of an emotional little you know, warrior. You know? You, you, know, you know where this is going to actually pay dividends? This is a sneaky thing about Josh Hart. I think what, what's going to make this season even more fun, despite their losses that are surely coming and so, maybe even a few beat towns. But what makes this fun is Josh Hart, whether inadvertently or advertently, Josh Hart is going to become the, I hate that guy on the Blazers when they're oh, on the yeah. road. Fans are going to be booing no, Josh Hart. 100%. Josh Hart is not because he. Oh, he sold that dive that last night. When he got pushed with two hands, he came yes. in the next time, lowered yep. his shoulder, and then, you know, yep. flails yep. and flops, gets to the free throw line. He complains line. to the refs. Yeah, like yeah. he kind of does everything to have a villain. And yeah. it's. It, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I I think I feel like he's going to be our villain to a certain extent. I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, and to get ahead of myself, it, it makes it very difficult when you talk about trading him. I don't want to talk about that right now. Well, Can we we'll, not talk we'll, about no, that? I'm saying we'll, we'll put that we'll put that in the in the in the on the, on the kibosh for a little bit and kind of <laughs> get get going. Uh, in the comments now, you love the hateable guys. Yes, all of them except for uh, Russell Westbrook and Pat Beverly. Yes, yeah, buddy. I even I I love I like Russ. Pat Bev. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but both those guys were fantastic. And then back to Anthony. Uh, I thought he answered the bell incredibly well to start the night. Whether it mm-hmm. was grabbing and going and trying to throw down that tomahawk dunk that he just inadvertently threw off the back rim, which would have brought the house down to start the game. Uh, I think it was the next possession. I think he got the, another steal and then went mm-hmm. for another dunk and actually did finish that one with a little bit of a body. Uh, I texted him last night. Hey, uh, when did you learn how to do this? <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> I think you dunked like twelve times in your career before this, and you try to dunk every every game. It, it's it's one of those things where there's something is certainly clicked because in the preseason he was much more passive. He he said as much. He was still trying to find his. And it's not perfect, but offensively, I am not worried about the guy at all. Like he shot three of ten from three. There wasn't a look where I was like, that oh, was a bad look. Like I trust Anthony Simons to continue to get and take and make great three point looks. I, yeah. I, I, when this season's all said and done, if he's healthy the entire season, it would not surprise me to see him top three in three point attempts and makes. Like that's the kind of season I expect him to have in the three point line. That's how that's how good I think he is there. The growth on the other stuff, he had a couple of of drives that resulted in swing passes to the corner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what opponents do because they're going to sit on that right hand cross-court pass he threw it to sharp a couple times um but he was getting his feet in the paint and creating looks collapsing the defense doing exactly what chauncey wanted and they were not relying they they took 28 threes last night i believe yeah um 
which is a good number, but that's not a that's not a crazy number. That's a very normal, if if anything, subpar. I think they were they averaged thirty three, thirty four the last couple of years. Yeah. So they were a little bit under, and they were able to. He was able to pick and find his spots in places with both Dame on and off the floor. I will agree he looked better when it was just him running things at times. Sure. But I think that they're starting to grow into that. Uh, as far as Ant goes, was there anything from him that you saw last night, good, bad, otherwise, you were like, okay? Well, I mean, I think, you know, they had that timeout in the second half that I think was interesting. Like Chauncey was oh, saying yeah. something. and They were and getting Ant deep into the shot clock and, and Ant had not gotten into the set yet. Yeah, I think yeah. it was I think it was a bit of a miscommunication. Maybe mm-hmm. Ant didn't notice something. Chauncey was screaming to do something. You know, whatever. It didn't seem like that big of a deal, but I think people noticed it. Um, I think that's good. I think it's good for that stuff to kind of come to the forefront early because now they can talk about it. They can go over it. Dame kind of went up to him as soon as they were going to the huddle. was like, yo, you good? But like kind of give him some advice. Um, I, I th- I, it's not going to be perfect. I don't expect it to be perfect between him and Dame. Um, and, and, and you say, I don't think you mean it this way, but for the people that maybe think this and do feel this way, you say that him looking good without Dame is if it's a bad thing. No. Like if if they're gonna stagger, I know you don't yeah. feel that, but if people are drawing attention, he looks better without Dame. A uh, good because when Dame sits, we need an Anthony time. Yes, that's exactly good. the point. Like, like that's a good thing, and and honestly, that's expected. That should be expected. He played without Dame all year yeah. last year. He took on a different role. He earned a massive contract, and he didn't play with Dame. So yes, there's naturally gonna be a fill out period here. And I, I just don't view that as a negative. I think it's a positive for them that they can have Dame sit and there might be a dude that can carry it enough for Dame to get the proper rest. I don't want that dude exhausted by, you know, postseason time if they're in that position. So well, sounds like a too, too, too far out of ourselves. Well, but like you and I think that they're going to get to the play in. Yeah. Right. So yeah. they'll at least be playing for some postseason aspirations. Right. So but regardless, like that's not a bad thing. I, I didn't notice anything outside of the. You, you mentioned the feet in the paint thing. I thought that was a good point by you. Just the kind of aggression. Like he had one possession where I think he jumped off the wrong foot and he got blocked from behind. Other than that, like he, he was, he went up strong and I thought he was, he showed where his body has kind of taken on the changes. And so I like seeing that. Yeah. I, I look of, I, I look at, all of the things Ant did offensively last night, and I just start check, 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 and check. Okay, yep, nope. That's those are all the things that I expected to see. And then he did a few more by being more aggressive, getting feet in the paint, uh, finishing with that little sky hook. And I, I saw a bunch of people lose their minds off that. I have seen him practice that shot a thousand times, seemingly mm-hmm. over the years in pregame warmups. With his body like fully contorted, twisted, yeah, facing yeah. the wrong way. No, that's what he does. It is <laughs> that was crazy. It is he has got a floater package that you would not believe, and he doesn't yeah. go to it all that often. It, I've always wondered, like, man, he works on these insane shots pregame, and it's it's impressive when he pulls it out in the game. Um, the other side of the ball, defensively, I thought Ant was okay. The, the big thing for me was if he's going to give some stuff up, both him and Dame, mm-hmm. get some back. Generate some steals. Get some deflections. Be disruptive. Um, in particular, Dame had the two st- – or Ant had the two steals. 
he had a possession where they tried to post him up, and he poked out the entry pass, another deflection that I think ended up getting into a reset, put them late into the shot clock. Um, I, I, I liked what I saw from him in that regard. And then Dame, there were possessions where I saw Dame get beat, but I also saw possessions where Dame gave multiple efforts defensively, particularly on De'Aaron Fox. You know, uh, close, recover, get, rotate, get back, help into the paint. And there was a moment where you saw a switch go, oh, crap, and he got back to where he needed to be. Like, you could see him actively thinking about it. And was it perfect? No. But did I see growth? Yes. And I think those are the things, like, when all of the, did I see anything that was going to change my mind about the season? No. Like, it's still a near 500 team. But did I see things that, you, again, you can hang, maybe hang your hat on as, hey, remember that really shitty preseason that caused everybody to panic and kind of go, I don't know? Mm-hmm. I saw some stuff from those guys defensively that I was like, okay, that's not bad. It's not great, but it's better than it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the defense thing is, is still premature for me to really have any kind of an opinion on. Uh, you know, yeah, I saw some moments, but, like, again, it's the Kangs. And so it's like, yeah, we'll see what it is when they start taking on some of the – because they're going to yeah, get we'll, some really good teams. Yeah, we'll, like, see t- tomorrow, yeah we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see tomorrow at Moto against I, Phoenix. I'm doing my second – as soon as we get done here, I'm doing my second watch through the game last night. I, I don't know – I, I don't know if Dame is going to improve as a defender this year. I just don't, right? Like I can't conclude anything. I from wouldn't yesterday. expect it to, to be honest. But but where I think where I think he could be sneaky helpful for them in areas where maybe he um it's the weaker part of his game, but like in areas where maybe it's uh him giving up buckets where he can kind of make up for that. I saw him try to play passing lanes last night mm-hmm. in a way that I hadn't seen in a long time. And so like I think that's something that's interesting to keep an eye on is he might get beat a lot. He's a little smaller, so some bigger dudes will take him down low, whatever. But if he can make up for it by getting more steals this season, you know, that's one way that, like, even though your defense is going to give up a decent amount of points, you're going to be in track meets. You're going to be in (laughs) how many points can you score tonight? 118, 117. They're going to have those nights. And so I think him playing the passing lanes, you're just generating more possessions for him you know, it's one way to kind of make up for that end of the ball that he's, I, I don't he know if one he's going to where this is what happens a lot is that when they try to hide Damian Lillard, you, you he gets put in the opposite corner defensively. That's right. That's how you hide guys. That's not yep. just Dame. That's what you do with Trey, Chris Paul. Like I mean, all, they did it for Steph for a long time. They, they, they still do it for Steph because he's still, even, yep. even though Steph is a better defender than he was, he's still a weak defender compared to Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Yeah. Where, so what do you do? You hide him in the opposite corner. But what you what ends up happening is when they run a spread pick and roll on the opposite side of the floor and you're aggressive, now guess who has to help? Your weak side help defender is now Damian Lillard at six foot one, six foot two. Yeah. And that's a problem because he doesn't have the size to get over and contest. And as strong as he is, he's not this bursty guy over the top. But what you saw last night, unfortunately, the ball ended up bouncing around and coming back to the Kings. But he did make a play where they tried to to, to high-pass Sabonis open. Fox mm-hmm. tried to – they ran the pick and roll. Savas gets a step on I, – I believe it was Nurkis. I think it was after right after this that Nurk got pulled again. But they threw the pass uh, – over Sabas's left shoulder into his right hand to lead him into the paint and lead him open. But Dane jumped over the top, and he literally fist-punched it over 
Sabonis' shoulder. And it got a little deflection. It bounced pinball around. It ended up back in Sabonis' hand. He goes up with his left and puts it up. It, it Unfortunately, it ended up back in his hand, but it was a disruptive play where you found Dame being more than a, a bystander on the on the weak side because Dame can't do anything getting when six foot ten, six eleven, two hundred and seventy pound Domo Sabonis has him sealed on that role like this. But what Dame right. can to can do is get right here when that high pass went there. And he was found a way to be disrupted. Now it was it didn't end up in anything in the box score other than a deflection. And mm-hmm. the Kings scored immediately. But I guarantee you when they turn on the tape, Chauncey's sitting there going, good, good. This is the process. This is the process. The results, good results will come with good process. Right. Sometimes stuff won't go your way. That's okay. And Chauncey has said this. I, I, I we've, we've done actually kind of a poor job in highlighting this. Chauncey has said he has, there are ways that he is okay losing games. And it, it's a very, very interesting line of thought in that. Well, the he, whole organization has been saying that. But not but not just <laughs> this year, but just in general. There are ways that they are okay in losing games. If they play their brand of basketball, if they give their effort with their process and their mindset and their mentality and shooting luck just isn't on their side or a team gets hot, you tip your cap and you move on to the next one. I think that's a very, very, very healthy way to run the organization because isn't it, that it prioritizes that, process. But wouldn't you wouldn't you say most of the good teams view it that way yes. anyway? Because nobody's going undefeated in this. This isn't college football here. You lose a game, like but they're going to happen. They're using this as like as the measuring stick is the process. They're 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 putting that front and center, not Al Farouk Aminu at the four is worth fifty four wins. Not this right, theoretical right, bullshit. Right, right. It's the process is what matters. Mm-hmm. And my God, how, how much have we been preaching that since this show started? Process, yeah. process, process, process. And the fact that they're doing that is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's it ends up working out in their favor immediately, and you want to see it work out to an extent, but I, I just, I, I love seeing that. More than anything. Um, this has mostly been um, awesome, great, good. Hey, Blazers, awesome. Uh, before we get to Shaden Sharp, we got to talk about the shit. <laughs> Nurk, was, Nurk was bad. Nurk was very bad in, in a way that it's a bummer. Um, but, again, let me go ahead and golf clap. Shouts to Chauncey Billups for, for taking on what was his biggest task of the night. Uh, sitting Nurk once and then sitting him again in closing time. I, I don't know if Nurk is going to get going. I don't know if he's going to figure it out, but that may have been worse than his other preseason performances because typically, number one, Sacramento is an opponent that Nurk loves to play against. He's, his best games of his career have come his against five by five game yes, his 5 by 5 game. Yes, his 20-25-by-5 game. Yeah. That is a team that he shows up for. But he also shows up for when there's guys that want to bang with him. Baby Sabas is going to bang with you. And they, there was a there was a there was a, like a three minute back and forth through a couple possessions where they were just sumo wrestling in the paint. Normally that's the that's the trigger for Nurk to get going. But not only is he out of shape and not capable of performing for over X amount of time, 
he seems disinterested. I mean, there were bad reads, lazy if attempted finishes. I'm not even going to call them finishes or shots because they were. There was one where he he beat uh, Sabonis on a drop step and Herder's there for him, and he let Herder knock him to the floor. Yeah, Kevin Herder, Ronald Threesley. <laughs> like, if you're going to be seven foot three hundred pounds and you can't handle that, well, I, th- I I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's about handling though, Danny. He's always kind of been a notorious flopper. He's always trying to sell something. Yeah. He's trying to get to the call. It and wasn't I that, that though. Speci- yeah, see, that play, I specifically, I thought he was trying to flop. I thought he was trying to sell something because he wasn't going to make mm. a shot. I, I don't like it either. Like, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with most of what you're saying. I, I need to go back and watch my, my, my on my next watch. They're one of the things I'm When I'm you watch it again, let me yeah. know if you what you think about that play because well, I viewed it as more of him like, my notes I had I wrote I have like a four but I I I wrote, I wrote like little notches yeah. for times that he fell over last night I wrote four he's more and then finesse I wrote than five. he is physical I mean that's always kind of been he was really pretty physical I thought when he got here in that trade and I thought it was part he, of the he reason was that it's such an impact he was yeah but you know what he used it and yeah. like I'm and not telling thing. you he needs to be fat but I'm saying is like. There's a physical nature to his game that largely for most of his stint here has not existed. And so, like, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on the rewatch there. But I thought I just think he's finesse and I think he's trying to sell something and like, oh, finger roll and one. No, no call. Like, I think that's what he does more so than like we're sitting there going, dude, you're seven feet, 290, pound the rock and yam on somebody. Try to yam on somebody. You get blocked. I don't care. Just try. And he does. If he picks do up an offensive foul because he's trying to overpower somebody, I'll be mad. I won't be mad. I won't, at I won't, I won't bat an eye. Won't bat I don't an know. eye. Set a tone, dude. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if he's gonna get it going. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. I'm expecting at some point he's gonna have a game, and we're gonna, well, you know, he's, he's gonna too have a talented stretch. not to. That's the thing. He's too, it's, it's not for lack of talent. Nurk is not a not a. Well, his has always been mental. Yes. His thing has always been a little on the mental side, and what I would say that he he kind of reminds me of a little Russell Wilson. He just kind of yeah. looks fundamentally broken in whatever way. Maybe it's just having a few bad games in a row or, you know, feeling a little left out of what this kind of is. Like, if it, you compared him to the rest of this roster, it doesn't – he doesn't match he, what they he are. He has to know he doesn't fit. Long. Yeah. yeah. But so. the flip side is, you remember he talked about the whole, you know, no capping, keeping it real. What you're noticing is both Joe and Chauncey not saying his name publicly. Um, if you listen to the show today, noon to three, we had uh, the clip from Chauncey last night. Uh, Jason Quick of the Athletic asked Chauncey post game about the small ball lineup, and what Chauncey said was, I'm paraphrasing, neither of our they were attacking our bigs on both sides, and we weren't getting anything out of our bigs on either side. Mm-hmm. Drew Eubanks, Drew made some fantastic plays at the rim for us, but we went small. They were able to get stuff done, and what Chauncey didn't mention once was Yusuf Nurkic. Well, what would he mention? I mean, he literally didn't do anything. But, that, for but him. that's the point: is that I, they're like they don't care. They, like they're not going to go out of their way. No, and they're, they're, they are very much like get on the plan, or you won't be a part of it. Which is funny because they just gave him a four-year bag. I, I think mean, they're, I think they're hoping that they figure that he figures it out. In a sense and maybe to, he will, but last night I had a lot of like, boy, I've had a good opinion on a few things in my life, and that was definitely one. Like I just was, 
even more entrenched in the opinion I had in the summer of that situation. Now, let me, I'll say this though, like the consistent bad play, man, all it kind of did for me too. I just felt for my guy. If my guy was two inches taller, if he goes and gets that leg extension surgery, he's a good center for them. Like, yeah, he's, not he's just, he's just not big enough. And yeah, it's, you, you saw it when, yeah, I mean, he's not in beat. He's no. not Jokic. Like he's not that dude. I'm okay with that. This team is yeah. up and down athletic. It's just unfortunate that he's not six ten and a half, six eleven, and he's stuck at six eight and a half. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it sucks because I think he tries his ass off, and I think he's got good athleticism. He's a Eubanks is a great break glass in case of emergency center. There's, yeah, he's yep. he's an NBA dude. There's there's yep. no doubt about that. There's there's no like well no he's an NBA dude. Is he a starter? No. Is he a, a, a like a died in the wool backup? No. Is he right. the next tier down, like not a project, but like if you're in a pinch and you need 12 minutes from a guy, which is something you need throughout an 82-game season, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's that guy. Like what he did last season as the starting center, is the, the, that's the reason they paid him. They're like, man, we appreciate you doing what you did. <laughs> For real. We appreciate you because we know you were getting your ass kicked and you were still working. Yeah. You were still working. And – I don't want to spend all this time bagging on Nurk. I, you know, a bunch of people got mad at me when I did this in the preseason, but here you go. Am I going to victory lap this? Yes. Yes, I am. Why? Because it, exactly what I said is going to happen happened. And it's a bummer. And I don't like it. And I hope he figures it out because for the, whether you want to trade him or you want to keep him or you, and you want him to get better, no matter which way you are with it, as it pertains to Yusuf Durkic, him playing like crap is bad. I think we know what's either on. There's still there are still some big time Nurk defenders. Trust me, I get it. I get the emails. Yes, oh, I'm not talking about the Nurk defenders. I'm just saying I get the emails, Bosnia. Thank you. I get it. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about the guy, the positive side of this, the guy who came in for him, Justice Winslow. Hell of a game, hell of a game, and this is why you saw Justice get the opportunity to start in the preseason. Why Chauncey has talked about him. The idea of what Justice Winslow is, a plug-and-play dude, just a basketball player, a guy strong enough to hold off Domas Sabonis in the block, which, again, Baby Sabas is a truck. I know I've told the story about running into him in, in the hallway at you know in between the media center and the tunnel, and I bounced off him. He's a big dude. He is solid. Sabas tried to back him down. Actually, in fact... We got the opportunity last night uh, to see how strong Jeremy Grant is versus how strong Justice Winslow is. Remember what happened when when Sabas backed Jeremy Grant down? Mm-hmm. He lifted him off his feet and drove him back two feet. Yeah, Sabas tried to do it to Justice and he bounced off. And that's not like a, a you know punking Grant thing. Justice just plays way bigger than he is. He well, is, he's really strong. He's 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 more girthy, man. Like he he, he's more filled out. Like he's got a big. He's got a fat ass. He does, and he's huge <laughs> up top. He's barrel chested. He's yeah. thick. Like he's he's just bigger than Jeremy yeah. in that way, man. Like he's just built. He's more built like that. Um, I actually thought Baby Savas was pretty awful last night. If I was a Kings fan, I was pretty disappointed. He, he, he was disappointed. I don't think he was aggressive as he needed to be, and I think he was deferring to Fox because Fox, what thirty three seven and seven. Like, well, and they're also trying to play him at center, and I just that's not to me what he is. I don't. I don't. It's going to be interesting to see way. how that that shakes out. Cause he's not that big either. Like he's big, but he's like you know what I mean. Like height wise, he's, he's a step he's down from like yeah, he's like six ten, six ten and a half. Like he's yeah. Like when I see him next to other guys, I'm like 
that's a big dude. Like in the NBA. No, no, he yeah, he's but big, he's not like, he's not yeah. huge. And I think it right to be a center in the NBA who runs the offense, you kind of have to be Jokic or Embiid. Oh, for to, sure, and that's not easy. You have to be so not just not, not just skill wise, but size wise. You have to be a no doubt seven footer because you have to be able to see over things. You have to have the strength and the the just the mass to absorb a lot of stuff when you when it's when everything's running through you all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. But Winslow is it's going to be very interesting to see how Chauncey manages that small ball situation because. Tomorrow night against the Suns, they can't go to that against the under Aiden. That's that's not an option. Like that's not DeAndre Aiden's a specimen. That's a two hundred and sixty-five pound David Robinson clone. He's every bit of seven foot. He's athletic as hell. Oh, and by the way, he shoots like seventy-four percent from the mid range. Mm-hmm. He might be the second best mid range shooter in the NBA next to Kevin Durant. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, they're just. I, I won't be shocked though. Oh, they're gonna they try have, it. They're gonna. They're gonna. I, I think they kind of have to. Yeah. Like, here's the other part of this. Like, we were saying this at the beginning of the small ball stuff, and then like possession after possession went by, and yeah, Savas is not Aiton, but like it, it started kind of working for them. Now again, I, I think Aiton can beat them up, but Phoenix is in a weird spot. They're they they were getting their ass kicked last night. Uh, I think they kind of have to, and I, I again, I'm not saying that Justice Small Ball Five is this five that needs to stay here all season, but I'll give credit to Joe a lot because he came on the radio show right after he got mm-hmm. the, uh, the job, and we talked about the backups, and I was like, I don't like it. He's like, Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, and we're gonna ask guys to step up. And Justice was actually the first name he mentioned. He said Justice and Jeremy. He said Justice and Jeremy, and I I, I took note of that, and and I think I've mentioned it on this pod a couple mm-hmm. times. Like, we didn't talk a lot about Justice. Justice wasn't getting the conversation the way Shaden was or Ant and what he was going to be and Josh and Jeremy and Dame coming back healthy, Nurk and the contract, we the backup big. We just weren't talking about Justice that way. And I thought last night was really cool to see him kind of have that game where, you know, he, he kind of reminds me a little bit. I know the team doesn't compare, but he kind of reminds me of Wiggins. It's like maybe he's good enough that he finds a place – that just uses what his skill set is. You know you, what I mean? You're going to hate Not, where I go with this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. I I, 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 well, I, just, I, I don't want people to misconstrue that he's going to be what Andrew Wiggins is. Or the, they're the Warriors. But, no, but what I mean like is just finding, finding a home. home. Yeah. yeah, finding I, a home and feeling good about what your role is on that team. No, I, 100% in line. And it's going to be very interesting. Um, I want to talk about lineups real quick along those same lines. Ant, Which one? They used 13. Yeah, I know. Ant. <laughs> Hart, Nas, uh, Winslow, and Eubanks. The, the only thing they didn't do is I would have swapped out Eubanks for Grant. They almost threw, because I it, it looked like Grant was coming on the floor, but I didn't realize at the time Ant was going off, Dame was coming back on, and somebody else was swapping too. And I was like, because I thought for a split second we were going to get that lineup, which was mm-hmm. here's our most athletic we, lineup we can possibly put on the floor. And I was like, I'm sorry. No, it was Ant, Shaden, uh, Hart, Justice Eubanks. And I was like, oh, this could be fun. And I, I am, I am, Chauncey is clearly willing to try stuff. You said it was the Ant, Shaden, Hart, Nas Eubanks? 
Maybe that's what it was. I'm trying to remember what it was. But I'm it trying was, to see which one you because I have I have it off clean up glass right now. That one only had one possession. That yeah no it, that that's the um, one. It they literally ran one possession and they ran them off the floor. I was ex- yeah. I was stoked to see it. I was like, oh, we gotta get stupid athletic. Let's go have some fun. Yeah, um, no, I the one I that comes to my mind, Danny, is is the Ant Shaden Nas Justice Eubanks one with the mm-hmm. three possessions. Now again, three. But it was like a plus fifty eight point three just in that, and I yes. was—I think we were talking about this. We're like, "Holy shit, this is kind of a fun situation <laughs> we've got here." Yeah, and Shaden busted out, and they all kind of played really well together. And that's the reason I wanted to go there because this is where you—you see the athletic gifts of Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp having two wildly explosive guys in what uh, the same backcourt. Um, and the reason why I said you're going to hate what I'm about to say here is because. As I look at Shaden Sharp and his early development curve, you know what I think of? I think of Andrew Wiggins. Hmm. And that's I don't and I don't mean that as slander. People lost their mind because he Andrew Wiggins got that max contract back then. But what Wiggins was early in his career, he did one thing. And he did one thing only. Score. Hmm. I don't know if Shaden's gonna rebound or create or generate steals or I shouldn't say that. Wiggins was also a good defender. Like those, those are the only things he did. Is he was a scorer and a defender. There was no creation. There was no rebounds. Like he was a six foot eight guy who wasn't grabbing rebounds or generating steals. Mm-hmm. Shaden right now looks like a guy who is going to be a scorer in this league, effortless scorer. Which way that path goes as far as rebounding, shot creation, defense, all that kind of stuff, I don't know. But I tell you this. I saw flashes from Shaden last night defensively that my eyes opened up. Where yeah. even if he made a mistake, he's so athletic and so bursty, he was able to recover and get back in front of his man. Stuff like that where you're like, good God. There was one where it looked like Fox had him beat and he just kept 45 angle stepping. Just cutting him off, cutting him off, cutting, cutting off the Aaron Fox, who is... Arguably, inarguably, I don't know, depending on which side you fall on this, the fastest guy in the NBA with the ball in his hands. I mean, June bug, just water bug, whatever you want to call it. He is lightning quick. And Shaden didn't look lost. The guy making his NBA debut is not supposed to look that comfortable on that end. And for all of the knockdown threes and the and the backdoor cut dunk or getting to the free throw line, like all that stuff, like that's the stuff that I expect from a guy with his draft profile. What I don't expect is to have the athletic mobility in his hips. Um, Nemec, Andrew Nemec loves, loves the oily hips in the NFL draft. When I watch Shaden, he's got those oily hips, man. He flips and stays in front of guys. He cuts. It's, it's a little bit like a, door, a defensive back. Yeah. With his footwork, able to angle and cut stuff off. He made plenty of mistakes defensively. I mean, Chauncey said it the other day. Young guys make mistakes. We got plenty of old guys in this team that make mistakes. I'm not necessarily worried about the mistakes. What I'm, what I am interested in, is just how good he is naturally as a defender. Because one of the things that we've talked about this on the show, defense always gets pushed down to how hard it is you work, how much heart and hustle. That's bullshit. Defense is a skill. It is a talent. It is a skill. It is yeah. a talent. If it does it, require effort, but it, it is does. a skill. It is, it is, if everybody could be a great defender, there would be guys in the NBA who were in the NBA because they're great defenders. Right, right. Like, think about how many guys wash out of the NBA every single year. Do you think that this, they haven't thought, 
hmm, maybe if I just defend better, I can stay in the league and go make <laughs> millions. It crosses their minds. Trust me. You have to have skill and the talent to do it. Yep. Now, you got to be willing to work at it. Absolutely. And you can make up for it with heart and hustle. But guys like Tony Allen, it's not just the grind. Tony Allen is a gifted defender in his prime. Raja Bell is a gifted defender. Bruce, Bruce Bowen is a gifted... Danny Green reinvented himself because he's a gifted defender. Like all those guys... They, they figured, hey, if I can knock down a three and be really good at this other stuff, I can make a lot of money in this league. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did. And now, I don't see Shaden going to that same path, but I look at Shaden and I go, he, he has the markings, and God, I'm going to regret this. He has the markings of a two-way star. He does. Now, whether or not he, he turns into it, I don't know. Did you just Rafiki him? Did you just spread something on his forehead yeah. and be like, yo, you're Bless the him. next way yeah. on NBA guy? Like, <laughs> it's, listen, like, <laughs> I don't know if I can go, like, I see where you're going, but like, I can't go there yet, man. Don't, don't go there yet. But it's here's, one game. It's listen, Kings, listen, listen, like, listen, listen. I, I know do it's, it, do it, do it another game. I need, because I, I hear what you're saying, but I can't go there yet with some of that. Here's the thing. And I'm not saying he's going to be one. These, when I watched, people called me crazy watching Anthony Simons in the summer league. And I said, I don't know if he's going to turn into anything, but I know a couple things. He's got a shot creation platform that is elite, elite. It's there's maybe 15 guys. The top scorers in the NBA have this ability to get their shot off whenever they want to. And I was like, and he can shoot the piss out of the ball. If he puts those two things together and, and plays with confidence, he could be special. And people, I was like, I go, I don't know what it is, but he has it. Now, will he take it and develop it? Hmm. Well, I, I said, Gary Trent Jr. will make it in the NBA from day one. He will be a near 40% three-point shooter. The one swing skill that he has to figure out is can he defend at an NBA level? When I see markers in these young guys, it's not, they're going to be this. It's, Here's what I see. Now, if they maximize it, here's where I think they can get to. But that path is so narrow. It's so narrow to actually develop into that guy. I'm just telling you, watching Shaden, the defensive stuff is natural. It works. It's it's fluid to a level that rookies aren't at. Um, Herb Jones is on another, another level defensively. Like I'm not saying Shaden's that. Herb Jones is like a top six defender. Yes, and Evan like. Evan Mobley's a defensive player of the year candidate. Like I'm not saying he's that. What I yeah. am saying is, I look at him and I go, I could see smaller Andrew Wiggins. Like, I mean, if that's the high end part of him defensively, you take that all day. Oh, you take uh, that in a heartbeat. Kristen Peake, uh, who's a scout for Yahoo, she said she called him Anthony Edwards with a jumper. Like, if you want to get excited about something. Well, like, I think the thing, there was a possession he had. Um, I forget when it was, but, like, the guy kind of got to him, but he recovered super quick. He put his body straight in front and, like, just held his ground. And I think the guy ended up turning the ball over. He had a few moments. Like, he had one where, where he dug down for the steal and left him in the corner. He leaned in for the steal, leaves mm-hmm. corner open. Like, those are film session moments. And then he had one late where 
And I was Lamar brought this up. Nurk stepping up. Nurk stepped yep. up. He didn't need to do it yep. because you know Shaden's six five. He's got a crazy. Shaden got. Shaden looked like vertical. he was. He was beat. And Shaden just that forty five. He got right back, got he right back and recovered. Yeah. And Nurk, he didn't need to get there. And that's that, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Those those markers show up and you go, oh, that's that's interesting. And I say all of this to get to the. Uh, Mustafa in the comments says Mikhail Bridges close Mikhail's such a smooth negotiator of traffic like he's the hardest guy to to pick in the league like you can't screen Mikhail Bridges it's almost impossible he's the Vegas favorite to win defensive player of the year listen I had him marked as that coming out of the summer Um, but he's there's some of that to Shaden like there's a there's a natural inclination to that side of the ball and that's before getting to the offensive stuff. So let's let's have some fun with the offensive stuff because there's some tangible stuff to work with there. The confidence in knocking down that three point shot. The, the, I, the jump shot's butter. The ball leaves his hand. It it looks soft as angel wings. Like I, no notes. It's it's fantastic. The confidence with which he shot that step back three was incredible. The back cut, catch and dunk was just smart timing. And where I want to give Chauncey the the second hat tip of the night was that uh, baseline out of bounds play. They ran that little flare. It looked like Shaden was going to pop up, and I it was I believe it was Ant on the inbound. So Ant being the inbounder made them kind of respect the quick hit back to Ant up the gut. But they ran a little flare for Shaden, and he curled back out to the corner for three, and they they drew it up for him. The fact that he we haven't even talked about this yet. Shaden was the guy off the bench and not Keon Johnson. That kind of lets you know where the confidence is among Chauncey and, and the team with Shaden over the last two weeks. And if he's ramping up like we th- think he might be, it's pretty impressive. Well, I, I would actually add on to that, too. Like, the play, you drew a play up for him. That's cool. Man, my, my tip of the cap goes to Chauncey playing him. Yeah. Like, give him a play? Yeah, if you're going to play him, like, let him try to get some action and some some confidence. The one thing I heard about him from people in Kentucky and and you read about it with the draft process, he wasn't lacking of confidence. This is a player that while he externally doesn't maybe look like he is thinking anything half the time, the dude internally is a competitor and he wants to go at your throat and he's going to bring it. And I thought that's kind of what you saw. Like, Imagine all of us, every single one of us when this season, we're like, oh, I hope he plays five minutes tonight. God, I hope that if there's a blowout, we see him. He was like one of the first players off the bench. Yeah. And now he's to the point where, yeah, he's going to struggle. Maybe he struggles at home Friday. Maybe it's been a game after that. He's going to struggle. That's rookies. They, they, he's going to he, have a night where he falls flat on his face and you're going, ooh. But there's not, but yeah, but there's now not a reason. You can't have that game in the first game. There's no excuse to not play. Oh, him. you can't, you can't not. Play you can't him, no. undo no. that now. No, like, you have no, to you open that him. box. Yeah, which and makes I, it really interesting when Gary comes back. Uh, that's an easy fix for me. There, there's a guy that didn't get to play a whole lot last night. You taking this year off the floor? I don't know if I'm taking him off the floor, but I'm looking. I'm, you have to look at minutes, man, and you have to look at production. So there's only there's there's only 48 minutes position. Well, but you also have to take into account. You know, Gary's coming back. How much they ease him back? Oh, it'll be it'll be, be some, it'll be Thanksgiving. You know, I'll, there's I'll gonna be now. a trade. Like, there's gonna be a trade, and so yeah. like, the minutes thing isn't a big deal to me. Like, Shaden goes from getting what 18 last night. Maybe that goes to 15. Whatever. And you, if you find a, a way to get minutes. him 12 minutes a night, I think you're you're doing your 
six minutes a half, the Noah Vonley treatment. Sure. Six, six whole minutes straight, six whole minutes straight. But but if you can get more than that, I'm ecstatic because yep. what we saw last night was fun. It was exciting. And damn it, man, six minutes in the summer league, he hurts his shoulder. Everybody's thinking the same thing. God, did we draft the injury-prone 19-year-old who hasn't played in two years? Everybody thought it. And him to come out that game, it, it, I was happy for him. And I think Blazer fan generally deserves to be happy about it. Yeah, I mean, there's some interesting notes from last night's minutes. Sharp played 16, Little 10, uh, Winslow 26, but Ant and Lillard both basically played 37. Hart played 38, Grant 35. So you can probably steal, drop Grant down to 33, Dame down to 34. Well, you're going to have to take into account, too. The average basis is tough, Danny, but take into account, too, the Knights, they're going to get their ass kicked. And the yeah, Knights, he, they're not going to randomly kick somebody's yeah, you, ass. You, like, those garbage minutes. minutes. Listen, yeah. he should be getting every time there's garbage minutes. All the of them. First shift. The yep. first guy off, like whether it's Dame off, you know what? Pull Dame off the floor. Let Ant continue to run, continue to cook. He's got young legs. He's 23 years old. He just got paid. Let yep. Ant and Shaden in the garbage minutes go cook. Yep. Build that yep. chemistry up because I want to see what those two can do. I. I am very, very interested to see what Ant and Shaden can do with that second unit. Because the pressure that those two athletes, and this isn't a takeaway from Dame, I'm looking at your average NBA bench. Do you think a team wants to look at that bench and have Ant, Shaden, Josh Hart coming downhill at them every possession? Oh, I mean, I think it puts a lot of pressure on you. That's for sure. That's a lot of shit to deal Man. with. Like, that's three dudes who athletically can do so much. And Ant is a certified... I mean, he's got a ratchet mm-hmm. on the three-point line. Shaden has the makings of a dude. Now, Josh, not a shooter, but he is going to put rim pressure on you eternally. Yeah. And if... Depending on who else they have out there, whether it's Grant, whether it's Winslow, whether it's Eubanks, whether it's Trendon, that's another guy who athletically is going to put some stuff on you when you get back. That's another thing. What ends up happening when Trendon's healthy and Sar is healthy with that front court rotation? Well, I think Sar is going to get the Eubanks minutes, and I don't, I don't know if Trendon's going to see a whole lot of action. To be honest with you, I, I you think you're going to lean more towards Sar than Trendon, huh? Yeah, I mean he's he's. He gives you a little more length, and then like in moments where maybe there's foul trouble or something, like I, we'll see what happens the next few games here. But like, if this okay. isn't as big a concern, why why would I mess with it? Why do I need to mess with it? If Justice is going to hold his own in his couple minutes running five, now again, not that it's going to be happening for a lot, but I just think it's going to be Nurk Sar, Eubanks. I, I I think Eubanks is their third and. You know, maybe I'll be wrong, but Trenton's not, he's just not a big dude. And, you know, again, I think we need to put into perspective here, like what this team is versus what last year's team is. Yeah. I think, again, a couple of points. Um, we're, we're hitting up an, uh, on an hour right now. So, again, thank you all for being here. We appreciate you. Like, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. Uh, do all of the things. If you haven't already, please subscribe. It's free. It's easy. We're just short of, you know what? I'll, I'll give, we'll, do the, we'll do the live count, which is always great to do when you're uh, doing a live show. It's like uh, like radio, Brandon. It's looking things up when you're doing this. We're at 3,934, which means we're just short of our 4,000 
uh, subscriber goal. So uh, if you haven't already, click subscribe. It's free. It's easy. Uh, and it helps us out a ton. So, uh, yes, again, it does. And if you're uh, on the podcasts, uh, leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And for everybody, uh, I, I know the audio has been a little bit wonky lately. Um, but between my mic, uh, my dog quite literally ate all my mic covers. Which is, I, I had I had everything in a box. I had I had my uh, my mic covers and my pop filters all in a box, and the puppy ate them. I was getting ready to move them into the studio, um, so uh, I know the audio has been a little bit weird, uh, as well as my compressors out there. So it's everything sounds all kinds of weird. So thank you for bearing with us. Um, all of that should change here uh, over the next two weeks. As I move everything out there, um, but let's wrap it up here. Looking ahead to Phoenix. Phoenix presents a whole host of different problems for Portland, namely that <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> to, to say the least, it's a uh, good team. They're, they're a good team. They got down early last night and they came back. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting though. You, you look at, if you didn't watch any of the game, I had it going on the second screen. Um, as it, as they kind of came back, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Uh, mostly Dallas just, I mean, they puked on themselves. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It was, it was Luca and Christian Wood. Um, Booker got going. Cam Johnson got going. Bridges got going. Uh, I, I saw a lot of people like, uh, well, Aiden didn't really play that much. He only played four minutes of the first like twenty, and then yeah, then he finished with thirty minutes. He was eight of eleven at eighteen and eighteen, ten and two. Um, otherwise known as a really good stat line. Um, they got it done, and and obviously Damian Lee coming in and knocking down the threes. Um, adding what was eleven points off the bench. But I say all of this. Chris Paul had a rough night. Chris Paul has historically been Damian Lillard kryptonite. Cam Johnson has stepped into that starting uh, forward spot. It's kind of funny. Instead of having a starting power forward, they their um, official press notes for the Suns have Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges. We always Bridges. believe the welcoming spirit was uh... both starting. I love it when ESPN stuff starts playing through my headset. Um, autoplay hell. Both Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges are both listed as small forwards. Yeah, and, the and I, you know, whatever you, whatever they end up going with, it's, I don't. It's, it's funny. I don't think there's a difference. No. Like they're both going to play high level minutes. And yes, it's a tough. I mean, it's a tough game, right? Like Phoenix, you, everybody was kind of doing the same thing last night. We were Deion Sanders celebrating Phoenix. Oh, you did last oh. night. You know what I mean? Like I was oh, high stepping, high stepping all the way through. I was like, damn. Man, that, we were that, doing, that ain't that ain't price price tag getting cheaper and cheaper by the day. We were all <laughs> skipping to the end zone, and then they they came back and you know give them a lot of credit for that. I'll, I'll be curious to see, Danny. What are you looking for coming into this game? Um, uh, well, I mean, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm curious to see if they can dictate tempo. Anything? Yeah, like well, I because they got out last night with the Kings, right? They, like they 20, did. 20 points, 20 fast break points. Uh, Which is tremendous. Not, it's, I mean, that's amazing compared to what we've seen. But you mentioned their pacing and how it's kind of like middle of the road. I still think it's important for them and the players that they have. Mm-hmm. So I want to see if they can create turnovers, be a little chaotic, and, and kind of push tempo. Rotations, I mean, Chauncey doesn't have solid rotations quite yet. He, he had 13 lineups. I, I, think he's, I think he's seeing what sticks. I, and that's what I kind of like about him is I think he's like, yo, you go with them. I want to see what this is. Okay, yeah. you, you go in there. And I, I like that. You I hit those three in like six sample possessions. Like, ah, no, no, that's not working. Let's go ahead. Yeah, and I think, yeah. That's, I think that's good for them. Um, obviously, they're probably going to get beat up down low. I hope Nurk can do something to build some confidence for himself at that's, this point. I just I don't want to bag him anymore. It, I don't either. I, I know it seems like I enjoy it. It, it pisses me off. 
because we know what he can be when yes. he plays his best. And, and, and that's the thing is like it's important for them if they're going to have more success than they expect. It's uh, it's important for them for him to play like that. Listen, this one's I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. This one is a little bit personal for me. Not personal in like a bad sense. It's more personal in a fun sense. Hmm. This summer, I compared Nurkic to Aiton, and I said Aiton is better at everything except for playmaking. I, I stand by that. I said it to his face. Nurk, call me an idiot. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove me. You prove to me that you're better than him. Show me what you can do, big man. Well. Here's but the thing. I, if, I, 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 will, I will tell you this. Well, listen, I will tell you this right now. If he goes out there and he balls his ass off and he just sure. leaves it all on the floor against DeAndre Ayton, I'm not going to bash him and I'm not going to hide from it. I will celebrate his success. Well, but like there would be no reason to. That's ridiculous. There's no reason to bash it. It would just be an obvious like, yo, good job. Like they need this. And if they're going to have a chance, they, they need him to be on the floor. Yeah. Now, where he's at cardio-wise, I don't know. But, like, if they have to go to Eubanks-Winslow, I don't expect for us to feel exactly the same way about the small ball five if that's what you're doing against DeAndre Ayton in yeah. the end of a ball game. So I just want to see them kind of try to dictate something on their terms. They're playing at home, the crowd. Man, it's the first game of the year, and it's a Friday. I'd expect that to be a sellout. And, you know, this team kind of got some people buzzing last night because how fun they were. And so uh, I want to see Shaden play a ton again and – you know, see if they can dictate anything against a really good basketball team. And I think, listen, win, lose, or draw, process, process, process. If they go out there tomorrow and they play with the same mentality that they close that game with and that they open the game with, I thought the in-between period, particularly the second quarter, woof, God, was bad. But I thought if on the whole, their mentality, their process, their energy, their attitude was good. Mm-hmm. Was good. Also, I'm gonna I'm going on a limb here. I know the Chris Paul Dame history. Ah, Chris Paul, I man, he's just getting older. I mean, it, it, I think Dame can have a game like, tonight. It feels like CP3 has, has finally lost to Father Time. That's what that looked like last night. It didn't look great. We'll see where it is. Uh, I'll randomly he'll eat kale and he'll be rejuvenated. But uh, we'll see. I, I, I think- kale. Yeah. It's in weird. Germany. Yeah, in I was Germany. saying. Kale in Germany. It's, 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 it's the same place Kobe went. Yeah, it's that German <laughs> kale. Yeah, that German kale. But I think Dame's going to have a good game tomorrow night. You know, I think this is big for him. I think that was the other one for me was, was Dame having a bounce back game, showing yeah. everybody. I saw some stuff from, from Bill Simmons saying that he looked, he thought Dame's burst wasn't there. I thought Dame's burst was fine. I thought he was beating his guy off the dribble quite easily. It was. <sighs> The I'm pro- not going there. Come on. I mean, come on. Oh, no. He was beating his guy at the dribble. Well, the problem was, was that. No, the burst thing, oh, the burst yeah. comment. Like, come yeah. on. No, but I was. One game, bro. My, my point was, his problem was he wasn't finishing because Sabonis was just sitting there at the rim waiting for him. I also think he does some of those when the, he's the like. Quick, the quick ups. And I think he does them because yeah. I think he's expecting a foul. You know what I mean? I think he's trying well, to also, sell a foul. He's also trying to beat the guy to the rim. To the sure. rim. So, yeah. um, that'll be interesting. Uh, as interesting as Kawhi Leonard coming off the bench for the Clippers tonight. They're up double digits. He's yeah. just now playing for the first yeah, time. Yeah, he's it's just now getting in, and now you're unleashing the Kraken. Awesome. That's weird. For a guy that's been a starter, basically. He's already he's, looking like, yeah, he's already dominated. Him. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny, you know, for a guy that's been a starter his entire career, been, you know, an MVP caliber player, uh, NBA Finals winner. Um, his hamstring and his back isn't tightening up on him like Russell Westbrook's. Hmm. Hmm. I guess he figured it out. 
Nice uh, to take a year off, though. <laughs> well, great work if you invite it. Yeah, that's that right. dude took two years off in his career. Like, we're going to look back and go, damn, Kawhi, we had two years where you just didn't play. Hey, Odyssey, go ahead and take some notes, all right? Um, we'll get out of here on that. Uh, thank you all so, so very much. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, no live show tomorrow night. Uh, I will be at the game taking in all the sights and sounds of Moda. Depending on how fast or how soon I get out of there, I may try to book it home since it's a Friday night. Maybe I'll throw on a late, late show. Brandon won't be a part of that um, because it'll probably be about 1130 when I get home. But... <laughs> But I will be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be passed out. Honked out. Uh, I may try to throw on a late show, just give you some uh, late night thoughts, wrap it up from the game uh, and from the uh, from the press conferences and kind of give you a feel for what it felt like to be in the building because it, it, it is you, it is always different. Can you do me and the listeners a favor here? Yeah. Uh, when you do these, I don't expect you to do them a lot because, like, you know, it's a long day, right? You get home, it's late. Yeah. But when you occasionally do these, can you can you set some proper mood lighting? Maybe get in a bathroom. Oh, little, little Danny, Danny after dark. Danny, Danny after dark. Oh, yeah. Danny after dark. Oh no! Listen, when we get into the studio, lighting is already been factored in, ladies and gentlemen. We, Great! I can't we, wait. We have we have different different lighting setups. We have some LEDs and uh, some track lighting, and and it's 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 good it's good it's good stuff. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, I could always, you know, I mean, you know what? Now that you mention it. I can. I don't. I don't do this often, but we can, or I can do. Uh, let's see. Where is my, where's my scene switch? I can. I can set a little bit of, little bit of. Uh, we yeah, I need something like this, like a Hold little on. lighter than that, but like very similar to it. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta actually. It's not. It's not working. No. I think I actually just screwed everything up. There. Up. Oh. <laughs> Well, there we go. Well, strobe light. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to have some some settings in here. There we go. A little, little bit of colored light. That's some ultraviolet There's color. Some green. Some some blue. Go back to the green. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. I, 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 this is my angry. Yeah, that's your. Uh, yeah, they're. Yeah, the body heat one. Yeah, but this is this is this has a kind of a. I feel like this, I'm watching this, a movie. I'm, I feel like I'm watching Predator. Yeah, and I'm no. just watching him switch to so, his different yeah. visions. I mean, we, we, got a, we got a a ton of different different ones here. All right, let me get out of that. Ugh, that's actually it's a heart in my eyes. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like 40 different like settings on this, there this you go. light. Um, God, that really did screw with me. I'm getting old. Um, but yeah, no, we'll do some Danny after dark and, and uh, stuff like that. But um. Again, thank you all so, so very much. We appreciate you. Like, rate, and subscribe. Help us grow the show. And again, subscribe. We see, I saw a few of you guys subscribe in here. Thank you guys so very much. Uh, we will have you covered for what? Sunday's next road game? Because they only have a couple home games. They, they, well, they have a couple at home, and then they go on a six-game road trip. Five yeah, of, the sun, five of yeah. seven at home, and then a six-game trip, um, yeah. which is the weirdest way to start a season ever, but whatever. Um so we'll have you covered for all the road games with the watch parties, and then I will have you guys covered um, at all the home games. So I don't know. Brandon, Brandon will probably try to sneak into a couple games here or there when he can. And it's gonna have yeah. Do we have to be like situations like tomorrow, like have Friday, to be Friday night, yeah. or something? Yeah. Why don't you uh, Why don't you sneak out tomorrow night then, scumbag? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could, my man. I wish I could. <laughs> all right. 
Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, you can find Brandon and I on social media at Brandon's Break, at Danny Morang, at Jack Ramsey's all on Twitter. Uh, you can email the show, jackramsey's at gmail.com. Other than that, guys, uh, enjoy, and we will catch you guys uh, Friday night uh, if I do a post-game show. If not, we will be back on Sunday for our um, uh, mailbag show leading into uh, Sunday's game. So other than that, uh, take care. Uh, enjoy the next couple days, and uh, we'll talk soon. Have a wonderful night. And, uh Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.